Oh, thank you, UBO. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you, Schmaltz's. We did the trivia question earlier today. New trivia question. Who was the runner-up in the USFL, the return of the USFL? Well, we happen to have the tight ends coach from the uh, Philadelphia Stars. And uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith has returned to us from Birmingham by way of Canton, Ohio. And, uh, Stretch, it's great to uh, have you back. Uh, People uh, obviously remember hearing you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Fun to have you back. How many nights uh, hotel points did you did you gather? What was the how many days did you uh, end up uh, having in a hotel room? One hundred and ten straight nights. And just the thought of that puts me in a bad mood. So I'm going to let you go ahead and finish out the rest of this segment by yourself, Mosley. oh man i stay with me stay with me the good the good news is the points i cannot imagine the places you can go and travel and hang out because i know y'all are at a nice hotel there in birmingham that had to be before we get to the game and you guys almost pulling it off against those birmingham stallions that had to be one of the neatest things about this experience is so many well-known coaches just bumping into people. Y'all were all kind of at the same complex. Uh, everybody was playing there in Birmingham. Did you, did you get to, I mean, did you learn a lot? I mean, you've, you, you know, you're a man that's in your 50s now. Uh, you've learned a few things over the years, but were you, was it fun to compare notes to all these folks with obviously a lot different approaches i mean obviously you get back into pro football and it's a game that you know i i had been in but hadn't been in in a while um you know not a lot of changes obviously there's some different schemes and some different ways to attack those schemes but still the bottom line is I mean, you got to get a hat on a hat. You got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. And when you're on the other side of the ball, you got to be able to move the ball, move the chains. It's all the same. I mean, I, I, I can say that from an experience standpoint, it was great to go in with, you know, Bart Andrus, who was our head coach. And, you know, he's a West Coast guy and a guy with BYU ties. And he had ties to Jeff Fisher at Tennessee. You know, he'd been in the World League as a head coach, been in the CFL as a head coach. And so understanding, learning his concepts, you know, his vertical passing game, the things that he uh, really helped me with, um, you know, broaden my football horizons and broaden my vision. But to, to answer your question, I mean, the bottom line of the game is still about, you know, guys being able to, again, get a hat on a hat and then, you know, guys being able to, to, to block and tackle and and being able to protect the quarterback. And if you can do all those things, you know, like uh, a team like us, we were able to get to the finals, like a team like Birmingham, who was, you know, we were able to meet in the finals. Obviously, those are the two teams that were the most successful. We scored the most points in the league. And unfortunately, uh, you know, last Sunday night, we couldn't 30, 30 wasn't enough to get the Stallions. And, and, and hopefully we'll get a chance you know, to get back there, uh, get back there next year. We had a great season, and and uh, and it was a it was a lot of fun to be a part of. But anytime you get that close to winning a championship, and you're not able to get it done, I think it's a little bit of a letdown. 
Well, you were out there among the folks of Birmingham checking out some of the restaurants, some of the great barbecue that they have there in Alabama. And um, I would imagine as you made your way around town, uh, stretch that a lot of people wanted to talk college football. Uh, what a what an amazing part of the country uh, for all of that. Now, getting to that championship game in Birmingham, I saw some of the numbers come out. In fact, I meant to tweet that to you or text that to you. It was like 3 million viewers or something. And uh, I think that's a really good number. I think that's a healthy number. Did the do the powers that be in the USFL, do they feel pretty good about how things went this season in terms of viewership and then how the whole, uh, how the whole return of the USFL went? Well, I mean, I think, I think anytime you get that kind of TV number, I have not talked to Daryl or Brian Woods, you know, about the TV number since that came out, but I think that is a big TV number and they have to be happy with, how that went, I think when you look at the season overall, the the, the, the football that was put on the field, um, the competitive side of the game, um, obviously, you know, the, the, the gambling has become a big part of what professional football is. And with the platform that they had, I feel like that they got obviously what they wanted from a gambling standpoint, as far as, you know, being able to get out and around Birmingham, I, I would like to think that I got to do that. But, you know, it, it, the one thing when you're in a condensed, you know, when you're in a condensed time frame, there just wasn't a lot of time. Yeah, there were some good barbecue restaurants, and I and I wish I'd have gotten to go to, to every one of them, Mosley, because I know you're somewhat of a barbecue savant. But, you know, we just didn't have a lot of time. And, and it, uh, Birmingham's a great town, a lot of food, a lot of meet people. I mean, the magic city, there's tons of stuff going on there, but I wish I would have had more time. I wish I would have had an opportunity to get, you know, my girlfriend, Danielle, we didn't get to get her down there. I didn't get to get my son down there because we were so, it was so the work, the workload was so, you know, kind of demanding, but, but uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully when you get around the staff and you're not put together at such a late time and you don't have to you know, install a brand new offense. Everybody will have worked together, hopefully the core of the staff. And we're, you know, we'll be able to come back for year two. And I feel like go out there and put a better product on the field. And uh, like I said, I mean, hopefully we'll get to play for that championship again. It's it's always disappointing because you never know if you're going to get a chance to get there again. And, and I think that's the, that's the disappointing side of it. As I sit here on a Thursday afternoon, four days later, just thinking, guy, you know, are we going to get a chance to get back there again? And, and, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to do that. Well, it's, uh, uh, it, it, and I, you said your girlfriend and your son, I, you kind of stopped after that. I thought you would kind of get to me. You would hope that I could have come into Birmingham and, and, uh, been a part of all that talking to Glenn stretch Smith, the, uh, uh, former member of the ESPN central Texas family. I mean, people are, as we speak, they would love to bring him back, but the man has a lot on his plate. Um, from a tight end's perspective, Stretch, what was that? Like, you were around NFL tight ends. I'm trying to think of some of the people that were out there when you and Barry Switzer were part of the Dallas Cowboys. That might have been Alfonso, uh, I, I, you know, or it might have been uh, David Roberts. LeFleur, Jack yeah, LaFleur. Yeah, we had, yeah. Yeah, we had some good players, and I, I, I'm assuming that 
you know, you're wanting to know kind of how does it, how did it stack up in the USFL? And I think that, you know, I got to see was that, you know, it's, there's a very thin line between the guys that were playing in the USFL and the guys who are NFL guys. I mean, it really is, it, 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 it really is a thin line. And I say that because when you look at the job that the NFL does right now, as far as how they scout players, how they look at players, they do a great job of their evaluation. Now, I mean, the two tight ends I had in Philadelphia, you know, Bug Howard from North Carolina and, and Pro Wells, a TCU kid, you know, are both really good players. I mean, they can run, they're very athletic. Um, I think the reason that they're not NFL, they're not in the NFL right now is because you've got to be able to attach to the end of the line on the NFL and you've got to be able to block them. Mm. And I'm talking about inline blocking. I'm talking about blocking an outside linebacker. Sometimes you got a backside cut off a defensive end. And that's the difference is, is it's the physical side of that. And I think both of these young men have some of those tools. Um, certainly both of them are young. And, and, and I would hope that, you know, as they continue to grow, maybe in the next year or so, you know, may get that, may get that last shot. To, to get in the NFL and show what they can do. But the, both the guys I had were really, really, really quality guys that could go get the football. I mean, great, great, you know, great football acumen. They understood the passing game. They understood the vertical passing game. And so, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it's really close. And I do think you'll see some of these guys, um, you know, get shots in the NFL. And I, you know, I'll speak to the guys on our team. I mean, I know that Maurice Alexander, our receiver and kickoff returner, is actually working out for the Cowboys on Friday. Uh, and I do think that that, that Channing Stribling was our corner. I think he'll he'll he could possibly get some looks. And there's probably three or four guys on on every one of those teams who I think will get a chance to get into camp and uh, you know and maybe have a chance to uh, to stick somewhere. So. We'll have to see how all that plays out. Talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, while you were gone preparing for all this, realignment has has uh, uh, come upon us again. Who knows what is going to happen. Uh, as a, a former college football player uh, who loves the game and still coaches the game, do you – are you finding this harder to stomach? Has your enjoyment of college football decreased based on how little it matters now, this regional aspect of it? USC, UCLA now going to the Big Ten. It doesn't really seem to matter where you're located. It's all about TV, bottom line, money, um, and, and obviously those schools are trying to better themselves. You being a member uh former uh, uh ut player texas player like how do you how do you view all this are you do you find this exciting or do you find this sort of uh depressing when when, well, when this think, realignment kicks up again yeah i mean matt i think that you know working, working for i mean the u.s obviously fox owns the league and you know in partnership with nbc i mean it is about Eyes. It is about how many eyes they can get on watching a game, and to be able to get, you know, a city like Los Angeles, 
with UCLA and USC. I mean, you have to consider that a coup for the Big Ten. Now, I mean, here's what I'd like to know is when Chip Kelly has to take his UCLA Bruins and fly all the way to Rutgers to play a game. I mean, that's now you're talking about you know a five and a half hour flight. You're talking about cross country. Are they going to be traveling extra days? I mean, what kind of what kind of strain and stress is that going to put on a football team? I mean, I think that remains to be seen. But has it decreased my enthusiasm for college football? I don't think so. I think that. Uh, I had an interesting conversation when I was in Birmingham. I, the SEC offices were right there uh, in the actually in the complex where we were staying, and and uh, you know David Cutcliffe, who just left Duke, is now working for the SEC. And you know I, I caught him one day coming out of the parking garage and and just you know kind of got his take on some of the NIL and some you know how the how the NCAA is now going to try to navigate through all of this. And, and I think, you know, coaches and people that are in the game, they kind of have one vision. I think administrators have another vision. I think the TV people and who throws the money at the game, they may have another vision. So I, I think to answer your question in summation here, it's been, we're going to have to really wait to see how all this shakes out and, and really see, is it still – college football or are we talking about you know colleges they're going to attach their name and, and their naming rights of their players to kids that are going to be driving you know corvettes and ferraris and everything else i mean i i don't know how they're going to navigate through this but to answer your question it does not you know i i i'm still excited to see how how this plays out now you know do i have deep roots and Texas and would I see the Southwest Conference? Of course, I'd love to see Baylor and Texas. I'd love to see Texas and Texas A&M and, and Arkansas and you know those schools. But unfortunately, I mean, I, it feels like that that ship has kind of sailed, and so it'll mm-hmm. be. It's going to be really interesting to see how all of it shakes out. You know, what's Notre Dame going to do? Is that you know is that, is that kind of what the next domino? Is that what everybody's waiting to see where they're going to go before? you know, they decide which direction they're going to go. It's, it's going to be interesting, but I think ultimately you're going to have, you know, you're going to have, it, it's going to be the power schools and then everybody else, I, I, I hope, doesn't fall to the wayside. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. Well, it's been good uh, catching up with you, and uh, I will have you know that the uh, today the preseason Big 12 media poll came out in first place. The Baylor Bears, the defending Big 12 champion Baylor Bears. So very, there's a lot of excitement around the uh, the greater Waco area uh, today in Baylor Nation, as we like to say. So I just thought I would kind of send you off on that note, just a really uh, fun nugget. I've got, I've got my, I'm, you know, I'm wearing a little green shirt right now, and I'm not afraid to being from this state, being proud of where I'm from. I ain't afraid to holler sick and bears. So I hope they, I hope they get after them and. you know, good luck to them, and I'm sure you'll be right up there in the middle of all of it, Mosley rooting and, and, and you and Terry Tackert cheering them on and bringing them in. Terry and I will be headed your way soon with some presentations, <laughs> and I've got some I've got some new technology to show you. We're going to try to get you right back on the air. It is, uh, it is good times. Our, our man Barfield, your old partner, has gone on vacation, 
And uh, and oh and so boy, I, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he he's hit the road. He's taking another one of those love boat cruises. Mostly, he's not, he didn't he didn't sail off for Captain Stubing in the bunch, did he? No, I think it was your encouragement that caused me to play some of the love boat theme. And of course, I got <laughs> I did not get good feedback on that. So again, you were a bad influence. So I'm I'm going to stay away from all of that and just let him have a nice vacation. Hey, nothing like it. Just throw a stretch under the bus. He can handle it. I'll get down there. I'm, I'm all right with it. Uh, all right, buddy. Captain Steubing. Captain Steubing. The actor was Gavin Newsom, I believe. Or that might be the governor of, of Gavin California. McLeod. Gavin McLeod. Okay. All right. Bye, Stretch. Okay, he's gone. He's gone. He's just, he's just exited stage left. Aaron, you knew it, man. Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. Gavin McLeod. Aaron, who is the cruise director on the Love Boat? Do you remember the the, the cruise director's name? Remember? Because it became like a running joke when somebody would say, hey, I'm the director of all activities. What would you call her? Oh, man. It was his daughter on the show, right? No. No, there was a different person. Hmm. Julie, the cruise director. Oh, okay. Now, his daughter was kind of sickly if i remember had some kind of had some kind of stuff going on or maybe that was just one episode there was isaac there was gopher now gopher became a congressman i believe uh there was the doctor trying to remember all the characters but uh always enjoyed it always and then they had great uh, guest stars both fantasy island love boat I believe both of those shows were on Saturday nights. And then Friday nights, what we would watch would be, uh, let's see, uh, Dukes of Hazard, then uh, Dallas, and then Falcon Crest. And then on Thursday night, you might get some Dynasty and some Knott's Landing going. Uh, and I was not really allowed to watch much of that. But uh, though I think those were the Thursday night. Dynasty, John Forsyth, and Crystal Somebody, and then Knott's Landing – uh, very attractive women, uh, handsome men, and lots of uh, soap opera. Aaron, were you ever into any of those? Did you watch Dallas back when it was uh, happening? No. I watched Fantasy Island and the Love Boat every week, but I didn't watch Dallas or Dynasty or any of that. Can you, can you name the star of Fantasy Island? Well, it depends on who you consider the star. I guess it would be Ricardo <laughs> Montalban, but... <laughs> Oh, Vera, you Herve like Villachez uh, actually Herve was the star, Herve. but everybody, <laughs> Ta- most people would say Ricardo Montalban. Tattoo. And then I think uh, Ricardo Montalban uh, ended up in uh, in Wrath of the Khan, Star Trek Wrath of the Khan Great in that as movie, well. Yeah. 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 We watched that at Grant Taft football camp back in the day. I think Bob Fix, the strength and conditioning coach, let us watch that. Aaron, are we still on the air? It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We're rolling along in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, got some stuff we want to share with you. In fact, Baylor has ended up in a great, great position uh, in terms of the preseason poll. We break it all down for you in the football preseason poll. That is next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. 
Since 1949, the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitchegroup.com. With the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance 